Welcome back to the Toebox podcast. On today's episode, we talk to Finn James Gunn, who works at Laced, one of the UK's biggest reselling platforms and who's also a massive sneaker collector. We discuss what it is like to see a pair of Air Jordan 1 Dior's in hand. I want to see those ones. And I was like, I'm not touching them though, because I don't want that responsibility. If anything happens, that's not on me. Um, and yeah, we had the sort of senior authenticator. He grabbed the box, he opened them up. He's like, yeah, do you want to see? I was like, of course I do. You know, you, 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 <laughs> it's carrot on a stick. It's like you're, you're, you're dangling it in front of me. I, I need to see these. And about the recent Cortez Air Max 95 release. And I, I, I think that's, that's genius. So if you're working for the product more so than you would be like a sneakers draw, when you actually get it, you're... The, the feeling of winning on sneakers is good enough as it is because it happens so infrequently. But imagine getting one of those. You've gone and jumped through hoops. You've gone to, is it specific locations in yeah. London to get the website password or something? That's crazy. That's all coming up on the Toebox podcast. Um, so my name's Finn. I work with Laced. It's like sort of the UK's biggest resale marketplace. Um I'm on the customer experience or CX team. Uh, so we deal with uh, people that want to you know, return something or any issues with the product or deliveries, UPS drama. Um, the, the list goes on and on. Um, it's obviously, as you can tell, like it's something I'm really into. So it's good to be able to have a job that, um, you know, it's something I enjoy. So it doesn't really feel like work. Um, and I, I like to think that as a team, we're all quite good at it as well. So. Yeah, it's um it's enjoyable. It's very, very good. Yeah, um, so you, I've been there maybe about a year now. Yeah, nice. And do you do you get to see all the incoming shoes that come in for like authentication and stuff? Or? Um sometimes we do, yeah. So uh most of us we're remote based. So obviously it's all I work from home. We get given laptops and sort of uh, use a, a system that all our emails come through. Um but every now and then we will go up to the um authentication center. Um, and that's that's magical. It's that's truly something special. Um, last time I was in there, it was just a random Thursday, and a pair of Dior ones come through, and I, I'd never seen a pair in person. Like I, I, as as everyone has on like Instagram and stuff, you see them and you're like, they look amazing, but they uh, I ain't got ten grand to drop on a pair of shoes. Um, seeing a pair in hand, you can tell why there's the money there. Um, me personally, I couldn't justify it, but they're a pretty spectacular shoe um so i've been up there a few times now um it's always good up there like everyone's really welcoming um i think because it's we're sort of like a small company that's getting into expansion um it it feels much more of a sort of family and friend type thing than it would like if it were a big corporation um so having worked in big corporations before it's a proper breath of fresh air uh come to something like this so it's one of those things I, I'd, I'd like to think I'm here for the long run, sort of see see where it goes. Um, yeah. But it, they, they run a tight ship at that authentication center. It's um, it's, it's really cool. So it's, it's one of those things, like as consumers, we all sort of see uh, the, well, our end of everything. Um, so being able to go in as a consumer, then going into the actual industry as, as work, it's cool to see how the sort of inner movements work um, and there's a lot that you'd you wouldn't know actually happens behind the scenes. Um, so often with these marketplaces, like if your order takes, uh, for instance, we give like a five to eight day rough um, turnaround from the buyer click and confirm order to having them in their hats. Um, often it's much much quicker than that, but we sort of give a a generous time frame um, because occasionally sellers can have issues. They either uh, don't ship the shoes aren't as they're described um very few times is it that they're actually not authentic often they are it's just maybe they're a little bit worn damaged box damage um quality concern issues that sort of thing um so we actually directly link that buyer's sale to a new seller um because if you've placed the order you don't want your money back you want the product um and more often than not people understand the time that they're going to have to wait and they don't mind if there's an extra day or so because they're getting that product and they're getting exactly how they've um, how they expect it. So it's it's one of those. That's just one of many. So it's it's um, it's called seal the ins and outs. Yeah, that sounds pretty crazy with all the different yeah. stuff. And it's mad that you said you've seen a, a pair of Jordan One Dior's. I'm sure that's very Honestly, rare yeah. to come by. <laughs> yeah, 
we um we, we sort of had like a um like a sort of trolley like a massive rack uh, just coming by and i saw this like this dark blue box i'm like that's a little bit too big for anything normal i was like can we can we stop that just here like i want to i want to see those ones and i was like i'm not touching them though because i don't want that responsibility if anything happens that's not on me um and yeah we had the sort of senior authenticator he grabbed the box he opened them up he's like yeah do you want to see it? i was like of course i do you know <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> it's carrot on a stick it's like you're you're, you're dangling it in front of me I, I need to see these um see I've got, I've got a little picture of me in my hand i was like I, i'm holding them just by the sole and then i'm giving them back i ain't touching anything else um and yeah that was that was special that was really cool do you, do you pretend to be like oh to all your mates like oh look what i just caught oh boys. no no chance <laughs> <laughs> no chance uh, they'll uh, they'll see straight through it with me they'll yeah. be like oh well you know you got that but you you couldn't come out with us on friday or something like that so <laughs> it's always yeah. the way isn't it true yeah, yeah but um i can see in the background as well that you are a collector yourself and i think absolutely yeah you've um you've got a lot of lot of pharrells is there anything specific about that, that uh, silhouette that you like um so sort of one of the topics we said about uh we get onto later so i'll get into the story then but that was pretty much the shoe that started it for me um and as you can see being a bit of a collector um, i sort of always have been whether it was you know like lego when i was a kid or coins like you know you get like the olympic 50ps and stuff like that had to have them all um and that same sort of mentality hasn't gone anywhere uh so when it comes to shoes it's like the pharrell's the one that started it i need every color and if i can get a couple of friends and family ones along the way or some really limited ones then great but um yeah it's it's, it's been a mission pretty much the six seven years i've been into shoes that's been like the sort of target um i like to think i'm sort of nearing nearing completion i may be two thirds of the way there so um but we'll get into that proper story later on yeah, yeah i like that i like that um also i've seen as well you've got a couple on your instagram you had a couple of custom pairs is that something that you do or do you get gifted these um, or what's that about so well these are ones from like a from years ago i is think like i a saw a pair of yeez uh, as well yeah but there's also a pair of yeezys i think yes yeah. Um, so the NMDs were actually a pair that me and my dad made. Um, so we just bought some beaten up pair of just regular R1s like back in, I think that was 2017. Um, and we'd seen like a bunch of people customize them. We thought, well, let's, let's have a crack at it. Let's see how it goes. Um, completely reworked the the entire shoe for the most part, like redone where the laces were, um, sort of repainted the upper, the bricks, um, cleaned them up as best as we could. Um, I will say if you're doing customs, don't do it cheap. We paid 25 quid for the pair and the smell, oh my God. It was, <laughs> I, I can't describe it. You, you, you couldn't be near them too much. Um, so we, we run them through the washing machine, I think five times. And then they finally started smelling of Lenore. So I was like, okay, that's, that's workable now. Um, it was, it was quite a process though, to be fair. It was, I think two months sort of on off we had it. Cause it was a lot of, um, glue work that was done, um, like acetone in the stripes off of it that was a pain because they industrial glue is strong um so we did that and i then wore them to the first sneaker con they did in london um i had loads of people taking pictures of my shoes i felt i felt a bit special that day um and the the yeezys were actually a pair that someone was wearing walking around the event i was like oh do you mind if i just grab a picture of those um so any custom pair that i saw i was like i'm i've seen the work that goes into these like if if the person's done the work themselves, then they absolutely deserve their flowers. But if they've bought them, they also deserve their flowers. It's like you don't want to wear something that everyone else has. And I think as sneakerheads, we're all like that. We A little bit of your heart breaks when you see someone wearing the same pair of shoes as you walking down the street. Um, so being able to sort of wear these one-of-ones, like I said, whether it's made yourself or made by someone else, um, it's, it's a special thing just in general. Um, we sort of gave it one crack and thought it's, it's a lot of work we're not masters at this no way so we'll leave it to the experts but there was there was a few people on like facebook groups and stuff that were like oh can, can you make me some i was like i'm gonna have to see if i got time man you know i'm, I'm still at school at the time um and it, it's it's very time consuming um so anyone that does customs like that like hats off to you giving you your flowers it's it's crazy it's very very crazy but then you see obviously on uh, instagram you get like shoe surgeon going just going off on every single pair that he does and it's it's like anything though when you have more experience and you have the the right tools for the job like you're gonna knock them out like really quickly with with a high degree of sort of expertise so it's it's, it's one of those I, I gave a crack at it and thought i'm i'm good i've scratched that itch 
it's not for me. <laughs> yeah. Very, very, um, very labor intensive for sure. Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree on the fact where you say, I think us all, all sneaker lovers, we love the fact that if you've got a pair that no one else has, then that's, that's the one. Cause Absolutely. like you said, there's nothing worse than like rocking up to like for me at university at a lecture and I see someone wearing the same shoes as me. I'm there like, Oh mm-hmm. man. So that's why when you see everyone with like these yeah. pandas these days, it's just there like, Oh, what are you playing yeah. at man? <laughs> that's um, it's funny. Cause they are probably our best selling shoe. Um, the thing with the thing with sneakers is it, it gets to the point where sort of when I started, and I'm sure it's much the same for yourself, um, it was very much a niche. Like it wasn't everywhere. It wasn't everyone um, sort of knowing everything about it. And then I, I, I couldn't put a precise moment on it. Uh, but the moment that I really noticed that this is, this is absolutely mainstream now, Instagram group that we enter raffles for each other, um, because we, we all just don't like paying resale for shoes that we want. Um, we will if we have to, but, you know, if there's extra entries that I can chuck in for a mate that I'm not buying myself, then, you know, we'll all sort of do that. Um, one of them wanted the Travis Fragment Lows when they uh, dropped in 2021. And one of the guys in there was, for some reason, 8 a.m. on a Thursday, walking around a garden centre. And he said there was mums in there talking about these £1,000 shoes that, that they tried to buy for 145 quid earlier that day. I was like, at that point, this is this is bigger than we could ever want. And it's one of those, it's, it's a double-edged sword because you, you have this thing that you love and it's special because it's scarce, it's infrequent. Um, but there's no money in that. When you've got the wider audience who maybe don't love it as much as people like you or I would, um, but they're the ones that bring the money in in high volume. So it's it's one of those things you've got to find the balance to it, and I think with people wanting to jump on the um, getting all the like panda dunks, just all the dunks in general, really, um, that because for the most part they all sell out, they all demand at least twenty thirty quid more. Um, it's one of those things that it can get the everyman into it, and they're then willing to pay that price, but they also gain the knowledge that right, I can't just walk into a shop and buy shoes now. There's, there's a whole process. There's a whole sort of subculture here. Um, so putting the word out, I guess, kind of works in our favour because now we don't look crazy for having walls like this. And, uh, you know, all these Instagram pages where you see people with pristine collections, they're not worn at all. And people say, oh, well, you buy shoes to wear them. It's like, well, yeah, but at the same time, there's some pairs that you could pay 200 quid for. And like we said earlier, they're worth a thousand pounds, maybe, maybe more. Um, and there's now that sort of widespread understanding of this. So it's it's a strange feeling, but it's something that we'll all sort of, you know, adjust to as time goes on or we get more used to it, I guess. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think like I've seen it as well where, like you said, starting off, it's been quite um you just kind of, it's just you, you're doing your own thing. Not many people know about it. But now, like, like with the pandas, I, see, I do see it's like a stepping stone because now I've got people messaging me because they know that I'm into my shoes and stuff. But they're like, oh, how do I get these? Like, where can I look for them? Exactly. I see them more expensive. How can I get them cheap? And I'm there like, ah, oh, you've, you've, you've learned the game now. Like that. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't get them cheap now, man. But no, yeah, no chance. Um, before, before we get into all the topics, just a final question on you. Uh, has there been course, any, yeah. any recent pickups that you've had? Any shoes that you've got recently? Um... You know what? I was thinking about this yesterday. I don't think I've bought a pair of shoes for myself this year. Um, and that's the first time that's happened, I think, since 2018 that we'd got to like this point and I hadn't had anything. Um, the most recent thing I got was, surprise, surprise, a pair of Pharrell's that was only released in Japan. I think they released them in like November. Um, I'll grab them up quick. They're, they're positively disgusting. Um, <laughs> but it's sort of these ones. Oh, wow. So <laughs> yeah. Crazy yeah, they're not the end one. They're, they're going to stay like that. Um, there's only 300 pairs of these. So I'm, you know, it's, it's one of those. I, I like the ones that they say there's only a number of because I can I can sort of look at it and be like, I'm never going to see anyone wearing a pair yeah. of these if I decide to wear them. Uh, but the problem with that, there's then the do I or don't I. I don't want to wear them and beat them up because that's heartbreaking. Um, so, yeah, most most of the sort of rarest ones I've got they do just remain as like trophies almost because when it gets to the point where, you know, you've been into it as long as you have, you've got enough to sort of have a rotation of ones that you don't mind getting a bit dirty and you're not so um, protective over, but 
but then you do have the ones that's like no no, no they're they're staying that's if, if there's a mark on them anywhere i might shed a tear um so yeah that was that was my most recent pickup um for myself at least um obviously there's been a few things sort of this year uh that you'd buy because maybe there's a little bit of money to make because if you can't beat them join them um and yeah that's i think that's a good way for a lot of people to fund their collections as well like if you're entering a drop that you don't necessarily like yourself but you know right i can make 20 quid on it even 20 quid like it's money you didn't have and it's relatively low effort like you get up at 8 a.m on a saturday morning you whack your entry in three minutes past eight you can go back to sleep if you really want to they then arrive on the tuesday and you can have them sold by the wednesday and your payouts there by friday and all you had to do was accept delivery walk to the shop and wait i don't think there's any other way to make small amounts of money so easily yeah, I, I could. I definitely agree with the waking up early, hitting that air apple, and going straight back to bed. Because especially on the university <laughs> schedule, I'm, my yeah. sleep schedule. Oh, is honestly, yeah. But um, I also when you were talking about how um, uh, wearing a wearing a pair for the first time, I can totally agree. I remember I've got just behind me the um off white dunks, and my mate had an event on. Uh, that yeah. got it's a lot twenty six ones. My mate had an event on. I thought, oh, you know what? I'll break these out for the event, like yeah. just to show everyone and stuff. And oh, they got trampled. And I remember coming oh, out afterwards, and I was like, I was like, why have I done this? I can't believe it. Yeah, because they, they were um, they're the canvas ones as well, aren't they? Yeah. The canvas <laughs> on the side. Yeah. Um, my my dad got lot twenty two somehow, um, and I didn't get access to them when they come out. So oh. I was, you know, a bit bit gutting. Um, so we got his size. Um, but yeah. It, because I know, I know they worked it as like the first 10 canvas second 10 leather canvas leather canvas and the canvas ones get messed up so quickly um so yeah maybe it's one of those though like i would say oh maybe not the best place to wear them but it's a special occasion you bust out a special shoe for the first time on a special occasion because otherwise you know you don't wear a special pair to go tesco do you Exactly. Um, and I knew there were going to be pictures as well. So I was there like, oh, I mean, yeah, I got yeah, to have a nice fit game, you know? <laughs> 100%. That links perfectly to our first topic, talking about um, fairly expensive shoes. Uh, the Tiffany Air Force One dropped uh, just a couple of days ago. Uh, did you try and cop this? Did you try and get it on sneakers? What kind of question is that? <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone did. Um, I think they handled it rather poorly, if I'm honest. Um, you'd think a shoe that's that high demand, they're going to at least do a draw so it seems fair. Um, but instead, they did it as a launch. So you go in, press your size, and you wait. You either get them or you don't. But they, they it, it, I don't know why, but when I enter those ones, I know that my chance is zero. When I enter mm. a, a, a raffle, I'm like, well, I actually have a chance here. So maybe... Um, and yeah, as soon as I saw that, I think I I, I looked at the, the fine print. It said available at 8am rather than draw opens at 8am. And at that point, I was like, I'm, I'm just disheartened <laughs> at this point. I want to go back to sleep, but I'm going to be gutted if I don't get them or if I don't at least try. Um, I know they did the same with the um, recent high 85 Jordan 1s. Um, and again, a really high demand shoe because it's, sort of this time period in sneakers, like most popular color blocking with the black overlays on white and they drop them like that. And it's, you've, you've got no chance at best. Um, but again, I think with the higher price point, it does also kind of balance out because that kind of cuts out a certain level of people that can get it. You know, like um, I'm fortunate enough to have that money laying around, like if I wanted to. Um, couldn't necessarily justify that on a pair for myself when there's a pair like that there that I could make a bit of money on maybe because I'm not the biggest Air Force One fan. And like we said earlier, if you're going to do it for 20 quid, you're going to do it for 800 quid, aren't you? Um, so it's one of those. That being said, though, I do think they're a lovely shoe. I think they're really, really nice. Um, I know there's there's a bit of maybe confusion about the um, the size of the silver on the back because some of them have like almost a square and then others have like a longer rectangle. 
Um, I heard that that's to do with the size of the shoe. So at a certain size, they add a bigger brick on the back. Um, but then there's been a bunch of like early pairs that sort of had maybe um, the smaller brick, but like LeBron was wearing them or something. And he's, you know, six foot eight or whatever and going to be a size 13 plus. Um, and then you've got the pictures of uh, Erling Haaland. I don't know if you saw those. He had the friends and yeah. family pair. And they've got the massive rectangular um, block of silver on the back. So it's one of those. I think when people have them in hand and more opinions come out, generally everyone will have a better idea of the rule that they put in place with those. Um, I do think that uh, you've probably seen the, the accessories that they had as like an optional that, yeah. purchase. Yeah, I I don't like that. Put them in there. Jack the price up as, as necessary as, as possible, but put them in there because you've got a premium shoe that's automatically going to be um, very exclusive Like in, in all regards. You might as well make it as premium of a product as possible. Um, so looking at the sort of lace locks, they had the Tiffany lace locks as an optional extra for whether it was $270 or pounds, I'm, I'm not too sure, but still, like they should have been on the product to start with. They shouldn't have been an optional extra. And then there was the, I think the the shoehorn as well. Like that would be sick if that's in the box. Just all these little extra bits. So um, back onto the one I mentioned earlier, the Dior Jordan 1s. They've got all sorts of like silver accessories in the box. Um, all in their little dust bags, really, really nicely presented. Yeah, I get that that was a £2,000 shoe at retail. Um, and then a shot up afterwards, obviously that feels like a really premium product. Um, whereas the Tiffany Air Forces, they have the ability to be if you so choose. But if you don't, then it's like kind of halfway there, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, I definitely, I like, I do, I think I do prefer them to the friends and family one as well. I don't know. I yeah. think the the bright blue pair, it just looks a bit off, but I love yeah. what they've done with it. I'm sure the the quality in the materials as well is uh, top notch. The, the suede looks on no doubt. Yeah, like you said, with the with the accessories, uh, with the the lace locks that I think they call them like the the Dubre or something. Uh, That's right. Yeah, I don't know why that didn't get included with the shoe because it came with these really, I almost look quite tacky. Like there's just black leather ones which you could barely yeah. see. Yeah, um, they they look like offcuts to me. That's like because um, I'm, I'm pretty sure the same leathers used on the tongue tab as well i mean I, I may be mistaken but those dubrays they just look like right well we've cut the logo out let's use the bit above it for the left shoe and the bit below it for the right shoe poke two little holes on them slap them in there job done send them out and it's it just looks half finished and when you're paying the lucky people that did 360 quid for a product like that yeah you're paying partly for the tiffany name yeah you're paying for the silver on the back um, but where's the rest of it? <laughs> that's that's where I sort of landed with it. Yeah, and it was it was funny as well because I remember looking at some of the accessories, and I think one of them included a, a silver sterling whistle, and that can unless yeah. I'm missing yeah. something, I can I there, didn't. There was the whistle, was and there. there was the toothbrush as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, the toothbrush makes sense because I, I don't know if you saw the was it the fresh Air Force ones, and they were like the sort of yeah, it you came crease like them as one. much yeah. as you want. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you crease them as much as you want. They come back spotless. They got the toothbrush. You know, that's part of sort of AF1 history. Like people had used toothbrushes to clean them up. Mm -hmm. So having a sterling silver one of those, brilliant. Should have been in the box. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 100% agree. And um, finally, on just this, uh, the sort of like high-end sneaker collaborations, uh, we've seen a couple of them before with like, LV doing one, you mentioned Dior, um, a Cole Wall's done a couple of pairs and so Comme de Garçon. I was wondering yeah. what your thoughts on these, because obviously it is just, at the end of the day, obviously the quality might be there, but it is quite a basic shoe. I think especially with something like the Comme de Garçon and the Cole Wall ones, yeah. um, it's quite a yeah. basic shoe, but it's, that price point is really high. So I was just wondering what you what your thoughts are. Yeah. Um, so I, off the top of my head, I can't remember the um, CDG ones. The only ones I do know were the ones they did with Supreme that had the eyes on the back. Yeah, they did have um, a pair of 95s, I think. Okay, yeah. Um, it's one of those, like, they're... My opinion on, like, designer shoes, like the, the sort of Louis Vuitton in-house ones, they 
aren't really for our type of sneakerhead, if that makes sense. Yeah, we really. sort of prefer, um, you know, some some of us may pay the same money for a shoe, but the scarcity is there. You know, you had to hunt for it. You couldn't just walk into the store um, and get it because you have the money in your pocket. You've not only got the money, but you've got the drive to get them. Um, so when there's that sort of merging of worlds between them, it's, it's quite cool because then it does make the people that get them feel you know very special because they are frankly um but it also sort of gives a good i don't know it's, it's a like i said it's an emerging of worlds um i think that if they keep doing them it's going to be good because more people can get a taste of that um just exclusively for um the true upper sort of upper echelon of um of streetwear fanatics but at the same time i do like that there's the higher price point because it does reflect the product quality at least um problem is when you look at like a lot of nike stuff the quality is it's dipped significantly in the last few years um which is a bit of a shame because we do i know myself personally i have to deal with a lot of complaints about general product quality um but when you compare, let's say, a pair of Panda Dunks to the LV Air Force, it's like they are night and day worlds apart in quality. Um, and because of that contrast, you can then see why the price is contrast. But whether they're a true representative of, of that price, like the Pandas maybe with their such low quality shouldn't necessarily be £100 at retail. And comparatively, the LV ones are, are, are much higher quality, but are they truly... 1500 quid worth of quality if that makes sense um it's it's one of those things i don't think it's a bad thing they you know branch out as much as possible because like i said earlier the people that aren't necessarily into it as much as we are they're the ones that bring the money in so if these people go to lv and they've they're on the, the mailing list and they've got all this stuff and they then see these air forces and they see the type of person that wears them they think oh well that's a whole that's a whole nother thing i can get into and i can afford to as sad as that is, it does almost make a lot of other stuff quite exclusive because people with a bit more money are coming in and driving the prices up, almost cutting the the people that really work for it out slightly. Um, so in that regard, it's both a good thing and not so much. Um, but more people getting involved isn't really something to scoff at, I don't think. Yeah, I agree. And I, I like the idea of the, the like you said, the in-house Louis Vuitton are kind of like, I feel they're kind of like a rich man's shoe while say a yeah. Louis Vuitton Air Force is like a collector's shoe, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so absolutely. You wouldn't, see, yeah. you wouldn't see the two crossover either way type no, of thing. No, chance. Next topic, um, releasing, well, it's been confirmed that it's releasing tomorrow now, is the, the Cortez yeah. Air Max 95. They're going to be found that out through you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's why to keep it locked in on the Instagram. But, um, yeah, they're, they're also going to be um, a Cortez website exclusive. So these aren't going to be on sneakers at all. Um, yeah. Is this something that you're going to go for? Um, if I'm com completely honest, I wasn't too familiar with the brand. Um, I'd heard bits about it. I'd recognized the logo. Um, but I think the, the scarcity and the sort of hoops they make you jump through to purchase anything that was sort of one of them things i'm like i'm i'm good on that for myself at least um it's not something i'm going to oh why would you buy that because what's the point of being that guy um but it's it's quite a cool sort of marketing strategy i think what they've they've done is they've taken what brands like supreme used to do with the scarcity and the demand and brought it into the modern age where it's you know uh, private websites that you've got to find the password for by actually working for it um, and I, I think that's that's genius so if you're working for the product more so than you would be like a sneakers draw when you actually get it you're the, the feeling of winning on sneakers is good enough as it is because it happens so infrequently. But imagine getting one of those. You've gone and jumped through hoops. You've gone to, is it specific locations in yeah. London to get the website <laughs> password or something? That's crazy. But when you hit that product, it's like, 
I've, I've won the lottery. I'm, I'm well happy with this. So I think that's pretty genius. Um, I have no idea how the 95s are going to be released. Um, I know, again, your Instagram story showed that the 95s aren't going on sneakers. And I think, I'd assume all three of them are going to be released directly through the brand. Well, I know um, I know for sure that the the like the khaki pair is exclusive to the yeah. Cortez website, which will be dropping yeah. at seven o'clock tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I think the other two, I don't know, who knows? We might see them on, we might see them as like a general release, as like sneakers app. Yeah. Or, I'm not too sure on that. Yeah, maybe just in store, sort of. So there's still the chase for it. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's genius the the strategy that they're going with to sort of get all that. Um, you know, it's, it's mystery drives hype scarcity drives hype all of that demand comes in yeah i like i like how you said as well that it's like because i do see it it's like it's almost like the uk version of supreme in a way in the fact that it's so hard to get it and it's so like seen after with like the the alcatraz uh logo and stuff i think they've done a, yeah. a really yeah. good job with that um and also like you mentioned with their marketing i think it's really cool in the fact that i think for a pair of just just for a pair of cargoes, they did it where they're releasing it at like a London market, but it was just for 99p. So if you came with a pound, yeah. you couldn't you couldn't have any change. It had to be 99p exactly. Really? Wow. Yeah. And so I, you and- know what? I heard of that. That was my introduction to the brand. One of uh, one of my old friends was like, Oh, have you seen this brand? I was like, No. What is it? And he told me, he was like, Yeah, you've got to have 99p. Like you can't have less, you can't have more. I was like, Wow, that yeah, that's crazy. And it's, it's one of those things a lot of brands are i don't want to say scared to do stuff like that but they don't want to turn the buyer away um so brands that aren't scared of that i think you can then look at those and think that is that's exactly what it says on the package i'm not getting anything that i'm not expecting they're not sort of bending rules for me that sort of thing and again it, it when you do get it you've worked for it and it makes it that bit more special um so yeah that's that's crazy that's crazy to me yeah and i think i think they know their audience now because that like that mm. shut down that area of london like you have people running about because obviously like you said they just released the location like within a, within half an hour of the actual drop and it just yeah. shut shut down that control uh complete part of london like completely so <laughs> they definitely know what they're doing they also yeah i don't know if you saw they did that um uh, a crossbar challenge to win a pair of um these uh, really 95s yeah, yeah, yeah so they was that the one that they had um uh forget what football i don't know if it was rashford or it was it was a man U boy wasn't it um, um they had him on the, the commercial oh it was um i think it was a real madrid guy camavinga or something ah i'm, I'm not a big football head myself <laughs> i just sort of keep up with the season know the scores so i can uh, take the mick out of my mates when they lose yeah. <laughs> but um, no, they... yeah i think i saw the beginning of that um and i had to like rush out so i didn't finish it and then you know what instagram's like if you've had a post before that's gone you won't find him that mm. again <laughs> yeah but no it was crazy like they had again massive queues you had to get a ticket to be mm-hmm. with a chance of actually competing in the crossbar challenge and then all wow. that happened was you get you get two shots if you missed it then that was it you wouldn't get the pair but if you hit wow. it you got the pair so it was one of, like you said it's almost like when you hit a raffle if you hit the crossbar yeah yeah it's like a one in a bit you've won the lottery and it's unbelievable. yeah absolutely crazy i think as well like that reward skill because you know, there's, there's going to be a bunch of people out there that can hit a crossbar from whatever range you set it at. But that's all they can do. They can't, you know, actually play the game the way that um, 90 minutes would dictate. So when they can put that skill to use somewhere, that's then going to be like, right, you've worked your whole life and you've got a free pair of shoes. Well done. <laughs> it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. It is. I, can't, I wish I was in the London area because I can't lie, I would have yeah. wanted to give that a go. But uh, Absolutely. maybe next time, maybe next time. Yeah uh okay so we're on to the feature part of the podcast now where um i get the guests to come on tell a little bit about um the specific sneaker that got them into the whole uh scene and then the story behind it so finn if you wouldn't mind what was what is the sneaker that got you into uh, collecting so it's kind of two really um so it was christmas 2016 um couple of months before, um, as I mentioned earlier, the uh, original six Pharrell human races dropped. Um, that was like sort of the end of September. Uh, about a week later in the October, me and my dad were in Copenhagen. And I said to him, oh, the, well, NMDs are normally £100. These ones are £175. Like, what, 
what, what's all that about? Obviously, when you're new, you don't understand uh, the price that collaborations uh, demand when it's a premium, even at retail. Um, and we were up the clock tower of the parliament building and I saw a lady wearing the red ones. And I looked at them, I'm like, they're actually kind of nice. That, look, that's them. Um, and I think, obviously, he he latched onto that and he was like, right, well, there's a Christmas present sorted. Let's um, sort of keep it going. Um, the other pair that I got that year was a pair of Pirate Blacks. And you'd think about that, that's, that's a pretty sick Christmas present. Um, but when I got them, I was a little bit, you know, dubious about them. I was like, well, there's there's loads of loads of fake pairs of these knocking about, and he's he's new to this. He's not going to be sort of up on up on everything. But no, 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 mine, mine are real. Just everyone else is a fake, <laughs> like because that's the attitude that you have. Um, turns out, obviously, I was very very wrong. Um, and when I sort of realised, yeah, these ones aren't real, um, I'd set the sort of goal that I need a real pair at some point. Um, and this was maybe when they were sort of seven, eight hundred pounds. And obviously, as time went on, they began to creep up and up a little bit more. Um, the funny part is when the second release of the Pirate Black was there, um, this is going to sound just crazy. I was on a school trip to New York um, and we walked past the, ti- uh, the Times Square footlocker and there was people queuing outside at 8 p.m. in February, freezing cold. Now, it was too cold for it to snow. It was like minus 16 with a wind chill feeling like minus 27. <laughs> your tear, your eyes would water. The tears would freeze to your eyelashes. Like that's how cold it was. Um, you know, I wouldn't wish that upon anyone. Um, and, and that, that was an amazing trip. But we can collectively all say that weather was horrible. And there were people sat outside waiting for those. And when I saw that, I'd asked my teacher. He was really into shoes. Um I was like, oh, what um, what are they queuing up for? Like, you're going to know. He's like, oh, there's a pair of Yeezys that are coming out. I was like, the black ones. Because that was all that I knew at that point. Um, you know, you see them on Instagram or YouTube or whatever. And that was it. They were just sort of there as a, oh, one day. You, you, you might get a pair. Um, but I wanted a pair that looked like them. So I went in and got a pair of Rochers in black. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's like, that's just terrible. Um so to get back onto the main bit of story, I ended up buying myself a pair of Pirate Blacks to complete the original um, set of the four original 350s. So I've got the Pirate Blacks just here. Lovely stuff. Love these, them. These ones are indeed real. Um, I think the bit that, that sort of told it for me was the laces, rather than stopping here, they stopped here. Yeah. Um, so there's like <laughs> next to no toe room. Um, obviously on the inside, there's like the Yeezy branding. That wasn't embossed very nicely and it was very off center. Um, and it obviously swooshes up at the back. The design does. You probably see that in the light there. Well, yeah. my pair was straight. The design did not curve <laughs> at all. And obviously the general shape was just terrible. The insole didn't fit. So I'd wear them and it'd start slipping up my heel. Um, I was walking around a, a shopping center and I just whipped the insoles out, chucked them in my bag. I was like, that's not comfortable. And that was uh, that was Boxing Day. So obviously I, I, they were fresh at that point. Um, so yeah, got myself a real pair at what, maybe three and a half years later. Um, so it was sort of a, a full circle moment. Um, as I mentioned earlier, though, it was the original red human races. So I've got them just here. Oh, um, I beat these into the ground. Um, you know, I said earlier, like the first time you wear a special pair, it's got to be special. I wore these to go to Londis. yeah literally it was awful um as you can tell the there's so much wear on them usually that's very defined that is flat now uh there is no grip on the outsole of these at all i don't believe they're wearable anymore if you want to stay on your feet um but they're never leaving they're staying um so those were sort of the ones that really got me into it and as i said i've always been a bit of a completionist i want them all um, and for some reason, when the prices were lower than they are now, I didn't think of getting the rest of the five original ones. So I still don't have those ones. However, I did go for pretty much every single one afterwards. Um, and there's only a very, very small list of the ones that I'll sort of need. Um, there's one pair of friends and family. There are 
one pair of nerds there's the original bbc ones that i've got all of those are like the sort of pride and joy pairs then the friends and family pair most people would expect it to be like the burgundy ones the sort of original ones um i unfortunately do not have that kind of money uh i would rather buy a house first before <laughs> getting those because they are they're stupidly expensive you could buy a house a um, car anything with that money <laughs> honestly you could get anything you wanted instead of a pair of those um <laughs> But obviously they did some afterwards. So there was a Billionaire Boys Club pack they did. There was a blue pair released, a green pair, and a sort of infamous red pair. The red ones were the ones people wanted. They made, I, I heard, 100 pairs, maybe more, maybe less. Um, but I got those right here. Now, the pattern on them is a bit out there, but I like them. They're cool. Yeah. Um, I think I got these, again, worn, only lightly um they were half a size smaller than i'd normally get but i was like ah oh, they're, they're special i'm not going to wear them too much uh yeah i wear these all the time <laughs> so they're, um, they're, they're not beaten at all um they've taken good care of because it's, if you like shoes you should take care of them um but yeah they were i think they're the rarest pair in my collection for sure um and as sort of mentioned with the other ones, they tend to be quite expensive. These ones weren't really. I, in fact, I paid more in shipping and customs to get them here than I did for the shoe. Oh my, <laughs> that sort of that sort of hurt. But um, yeah, they were sort of one of those things. I saw them; they were the right size, kind of, um, and I weren't going to get an opportunity to get them for significantly lower than they were going for elsewhere. So pulled the trigger on those. Um, and then lastly, the the Billionaire Boys Club ones. These, um, again, rumour said there was maybe 600 pairs. One of the things I said earlier about taking care of your shoes and not wanting to see them completely beaten up, um, that sort of started with these because I'd seen a bunch of pairs that were utterly destroyed and they just looked horrible. Um, and I didn't want to get those at all. Um, originally, I'd bought these from another resale platform in 2019 they shall remain unnamed yeah. <laughs> um and they didn't pass verification for whatever reason um and I, 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 at that point i'd just gotten a new job i'd just gotten promoted and i thought my first and second paycheck the spare money from that is going into these you know one of those things if anyone gets a new job you're going to treat yourself to something sure. um and then when they didn't come back i was like ah, a bit gutted three and a half years later finally managed to get them again for half what i paid initially and I'm, I'm more than happy with that i'll wait i'd have them in the end anyway yeah. um but yeah as you can probably tell it's it's entirely an adidas collection um i think part of that was comfort because boost is just ridiculously comfortable anyone that's worn a pair of yeezys knows how that feels um but then also back when i was getting started nike was not necessarily the most popular one, but then when they drop sort of the off-white 10 and then retaken the sort of place as number one in the hearts of the uh, the culture, um, there was it was just impossible to get anything. So I thought, well, it's difficult to get Yeezys and Adidas stuff, but it's not impossible. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with those. And um I think if I'd tried to get all the Nike stuff that I would have otherwise wanted, it, it would have just been so disheartening that I'd have just given up. And I was glad i did so that's uh that's how it stays so that's pretty much my sort of story into why the collection is the way it is um and as i said it, it's taken a long time to sort of get it to where it is a lot of people will see it and think oh i want a collection like that it's like don't get me wrong so do i but it, it's going to take some time and as soon as you understand that it's going to take a couple of years to get the collection you really want because there's other stuff you know you got to fill your car up. If you don't have a car, buy a car before you buy shoes. I made that mistake and that was not fun. Um, I, I think I got my first car two days before my 20th birthday. That's far too late, man. It's far <laughs> too late. Um, especially when I've got, you know, four of these Ikea shelves full at that point, whole like separate room for the shoe collection, but I don't have a car. Yeah, so you that, can't be go, you can't be picking up any no, shoes in a car. You exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, and and that's the thing: the more you're walking everywhere, the shoes that you've bought are going to get absolutely battered. It's like it's, it's, if people get their priorities right, shoes then come second, 
And if they balance it well, they can have a very, very special collection. Um, but it's like I said, it, it, it takes time. It's like anything really, isn't it? If you, if you wait and put the sort of dedication to the time side of it in, you'll get to where you want to be probably better than you would if you were to just rush in sort of head on. Um, so yeah, sort of that's the story of me, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's funny cause, uh, the Pharrell NMDs are kind of the first ones that got me into it as well. I mentioned it really? previous, on a previous uh, episode, but like yeah. it was the black, uh, do you know, like he released the, the holy pair with that, that yep. Indian festival. Yep. Yeah. So I yep. got, I got I, all four of those on yeah. the shelves over here. I got the, the black pair and that was like the first yeah. pair I ever got. And I just remember it was the first time I, I properly realized like there's, there's money to be made here. And like, yeah, I bought absolutely. Them for, like you said 170 or something and I can yeah. sell them on for 200, 300 plus. And I was like, there's, I can, I can, there's something it's to be done. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, it, I mean, it helps that they're a really nice pair as well. Um, I, I wear those sort of, if I've got an all black fit, they just go on. That's like my sort of, going to the shop i don't need to wear anything special let's chuck those on um they're they're brilliant i love those ones yeah it's one of those ones at the time as well because back then obviously being in uh like school and stuff i didn't have too much money yeah but now yeah. now i've got a bit of money i wish i kept them i wish i could be wearing them now well, the, but... you, you say that they're they're not too expensive now on the aftermarket the, the the sort of back end's dropped out of them a little so like i get most of most of my pairs for like below retail if i look hard enough um and there's nothing better than that like if you can sort of stick it to someone that thought they were gonna like buy them up and get a bit of money and then it's like uh, you're gonna lose like 80 quid mate i'll take off your hands for you um (laughs) and that's it that's it how you build up a substantial collection like they don't have to be you know 20 pairs of 800 to a thousand pounds each like if you've got a a solid collection of just a bunch of stuff that you've chosen because you want it and you like it price don't matter because it will look the part so yeah it's one of those, isn't it? That's so true. Yeah. And I just remember as well looking back at all the like like you say, the original colorways and just mm. dreaming of one day maybe even Pipe dreams. such a trip yep. pair. Yeah. Cause I think I think the one in particular that caught my eye was like the green pair. I think they're yeah, oh, yeah. I'm they a big fan of the green shoe. Were, they were the one that I could have bought in 2017 and didn't and regret it the the whole time. So I'm I'm looking at listings on you know eBay, Grail, all these other places to just try and get used ones because I don't mind if someone's put their foot in it before because I'm going to wear them anyway. Like if, if they're worn already, I wear them. If they're not, I can't, like I can't bring myself to take the tag off those BBCs, <laughs> but the nerds being worn. All right, cool. I'll chuck them on. I'll do whatever in them. Um, so they're still the ones that elude me, unfortunately. Uh, maybe one day, maybe one day. You'll oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, it's not even maybe it will <laughs> happen. It's just a matter of when like that i like that um it's funny actually because i also on the previous episode um i was we were chatting about how uh yeezys might come back how there might be some sort of agreement reached to sell the remaining pairs if that was the case would you would you try and get um some of the new pairs if they release them yeah absolutely yeah um i i'm a very big kanye fan i sort of always have been um i remember buying the college not the college dropout uh i bought his graduation album on cd when i was seven years old and we were we were on holiday and there was a Virgin Megastore and I went in there and I'm like, I need this. The cover art's cool and I like that one song. Um, and sort of since then it ebbed and flowed. There was like a brief period where I wasn't really listening to him too much. Got back into it. I was like, eh, there's so much more than just that one album and sort of 808s and Heartbreaks that come out afterwards. Um, so to see obviously the stuff that he said last year, like it's not, it's rather unforgivable. Like it, you, you shouldn't be saying stuff like that, like at all. Um, the problem is, I think he wanted a specific end goal, and he got it. The problem was he just went about it the wrong way. Yeah. Um, however, when you look at sort of Adidas and their market standing at the moment, I think they stand to is it lose seven hundred million euros yeah, this year? Like that, big, they're operating at a loss. Yeah. So it's it's one of those. Like, yeah, you can't say these things, but big corporations they they see. Well, we'll we'll cut that off because we don't stand for it. But all of a sudden, a lot of people there, their jobs are now on the line because that income is there. So what's the decision? Like, this stuff's going to directly impact lives that they see, or it's going to directly impact broader lives. It's it's a topic for a. a, a bigger uh bigger substance than just shoes um mm-hmm. but i think when they do it were if they do come back i've my missus wants a pair of slides i don't want to pay 160 quid for a size five 
if I can pay retail, then I'm, I'm gonna, you know, it's one of those, I think if you can separate the art from the artist, people will just become a little bit happier because there'll be less things bothering you. There'll be less things to have a problem with, you know, maybe don't go to his shows if you don't want to support him directly, but if he's selling an Adidas shoe that you like, you know, you might as well. Yeah. Um, so me personally, if there's some nice colorways, I'll definitely be going and, and buying some pairs because we don't know what will happen after that. If they're selling off the, I think I, I sort of did a little calculation the other day, um, dividing the rough average value of each shoe at retail by the value of the product. I think there's two and a half million pairs they're sat like that's, that's a lot of stock. It's crazy. But that. <laughs> half, yeah, but two and a half million shoes runs out at some point. So we don't know what's going to happen afterwards. Um, and even if they come to an agreement where they can continue the partnership or um, adjust it in a way that's going to be publicly accepted, we don't know how long it's going to be until there's regular production again. You know, it, they've they've stopped production for probably in March, so four or five months now. That's a massive hit. That could lead to 18 months of no supply at all. So sort of get them while you can, I think is going to be the best sort of way forward. Yeah, obviously, like, like I say, it's still all rumours, but I think I remember um, mm. it, it was something around like they've got $500 million worth of just stock lying about because yeah. they can't sell it because they're not in yeah. a partnership anymore. So it's whether they can ship all that off. Um, like yeah. I said, obviously, I've got a pair of Yeezy slides at the moment and oh, they're so comfortable. It's a joke. Um, it's I wear them every day. That's my house shoe. Yeah, like, literally. <laughs> every single day. Um, so yeah, I think because I think they might be releasing like a blue pair, uh, and yes, I can't lie, I might have to get my hands yeah. on them because at the moment I've They're, got the I got the brown pair, and it's a bit. It's all right. Yeah, it's it's one of those. Like I've got the the pair that I wear every day, then I've got the bone and the onyx pair, and both of those have just remained unworn. So if I go on like a summer holiday or something, I'll take one of those so that I've got a fresh pair. Um, the pair I've got now are absolutely battered. Um, I think I've worn them almost daily for like two years. So there's they're, they're they're running out of life, um, but you know when when they release more, it's one of those shoes that even if you don't like the color, I think you might as well go for them because you either then sell them on to make a little bit of money to then buy the pair in the color you actually want, or you get them in hand and you're like, oh, actually they're kind of nice. The pictures don't do these justice. Um, so I think there's. Rumours of the, the the blue pair that you'd said about, it's like a similar blue to that um, Yeezy Gap jumper that he would always yeah. wear. Um, yeah. Like a, like and then a there's like blue. a sort of... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I think there's also an ashy grey pair as well. Um, I know a bunch of those had leaked like, out to certain resellers wherever they get their stock from. Um, and and they said, yeah, like comparing these to the Onyx, there's a there's a difference between them but it's very slight. So, you know, you, you can get one or the other. You won't need both, but these aren't ever coming out, which is what they thought at the time. Um, so we don't know, obviously, where that stands now. Yeah, I think we've seen that as well with a lot of different easy colorways. The, the colorways are just so, they can either be crazy or just bland and so similar to previous ones, how we've seen like a load of just yeah, similar yeah. cream and off-white ones and all sorts. Yeah, yeah. There, there was a time where I was like so into the Yeezys that if you were to put like five of those ones that all look the same in front of me, I'd be like, right, well, those are the Lundmark, those are the Cloud White, <laughs> those are the Citroen. I couldn't tell you now. <laughs> I couldn't tell you that. I'd tell you more by the skew and the box label, but not by yeah. actually having them in front of me because they're just so similar. It's uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, um, it's one of the weird things is is they've started to. Um, I know they did it with the dazzling blue, you know, uh, the blue stripe on the black pair. Yeah, I've got them. They'd yeah. sort of taken the ones that the counterfeit markets would produce to try and sell and then thought, oh, well, we might as well make these colorways as well. Um, so they they bought the dazzling blue out and I think they were going to do a dark beluga, um, which mm -hmm. again was like one of the little sort of shady market specials back in the day. Um, but until things went sideways, they were apparently going to release. So um, it's, it's interesting to see how that sort of developed over sort of five, six years. It's end of an era for the Nike SB Rainbow Box. Um, 
started back in January 2020 yep. and now we're seeing a new it's almost like a whole silver box with the text like a metallic silver on the top um, I've seen those ones yeah but very clean looking box it is um, I'm going to what I'm going to do now I'm just going to list a couple of pairs and we're going to say from the rainbow box era and we're going to say whether yep. whether they were a hot shoe at the time or they're just not at all and just a little bit about what we thought about them um, starting yeah, of off I thought it'd be I've I've got a pair behind me. It's the the eBay Dunks. Uh, for people who don't know, they're essentially um, mm-hmm. in the eBay colours, but they've got uh, see through tabs or slices through them to represent um, the story behind the shoe. Uh, what are your thoughts on this shoe? Um, so in terms of wearability, um, I don't know how comfortable the the little plastic cutouts are going to be. Have you have you worn them? Have you had them on feet? I'll be honest. I've slipped what, my foot what inside. What are them. they like? Um, to be fair, it's very it's very. Yeah like a, a patent leather dunk um you can't really tell too much okay, that yeah. it's like that but obviously they look a bit funky <laughs> yeah um so with with the look i i understand why i personally don't particularly like it but the storytelling behind the shoe is flawless it's absolutely brilliant um i was briefly familiar with the original shoe um i f- forget the name of the the guy that won them they were originally auctioned weren't they i think it's sandy um, i think the guy's name was that's right yeah there we go um so yeah he he won the original auction and any other pairs were sawn up into multiple pieces so it was like a true one of one um and to bring them back representing the sawn up pairs i think that's that's crazy that's brilliant um but for me personally it's 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 not something i'd put on my feet yeah, I'll be honest. I, I love, like you said, I love the story behind them. I love the look of them. So I had to get myself a pair. Mm. Like I got them for retail, but at the same time, oh, absolutely, yeah. I can't, I can't tell, I can't say I'll be wearing these out much because, especially not just because yeah. they're a bit crazy, but also I've seen, I've seen videos before, and the toe box can get a bit steamy. And if I'm walking around with steamed up, shoes, I was about to say, see, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit of a madness. So yeah, I can't be rocking around with them on my feet. No, um, not, not fun. No, nah, I don't want people thinking I've got smelly toes or something. I think like a cool that. pair, but not particularly <laughs> practical. Yeah. 100% agree. Um, uh, next pair then. Oh, oh, again, another sort of controversial at the time pair, uh, the Strawberry Cough Highs. They were slated to release during mm-hmm. um, during COVID, but obviously they had the little strawberry logo yeah. with a, almost like a little guy coughing and didn't really, wasn't really mm-hmm. appropriate at the time. So they put them on hold and then re-released oh. them. <laughs> yeah um what what what, again what what do you think about these ones i i love those shoes they're really cool um obviously the fact that they actually look like a strawberry is great like with the um the ostrich leather to sort of look like the seeds in the strawberry as well i think that's great um it's funny because at the time obviously i'd seen all the rumors that they were coming out and as was typical of sort of um sb highs that were coming out like with those materials on them, they're going to be really scarce. There's going to be next to no pairs of these available. Um, and when they come out, I think there was a higher stock than a lot of people were expecting. So obviously that was good for the people that actually wanted them. Um, it was just a case of unfortunate timing. Um, I'm just glad that they actually came out though. Um, there was there was another few pairs. I don't know if you're going to get onto them later or not. Um, so I won't say their names, but there was a few pairs that got cancelled um, or delayed for... I don't. Um, you can run, run the names. I don't think I will be. So run the names. So the the Seven Eleven Dunks. I don't know yeah. if you ever saw those. Yeah. Like I they, I don't understand why they cancelled them because they were apparently for the twenty twenty Olympics. Yeah, the Tokyo. But Olympics, the games weren't yeah. cancelled. They were just postponed for a year. So why didn't those shoes come out? It might have been. Well, no, because there was actual Seven um, Eleven branding, so it wouldn't have been anything to do with cease and desist letters. None of that. So. That's a mystery. So I'm glad that the strawberry coughs didn't suffer the same fate as those. Yeah, 100% agree. I remember seeing them at the time and thinking, oh, I, again, I love the idea how they look like a strawberry. They look so sick. Um, and then, like you said, yeah. I, I think I was quite surprised as well because like at the time um, on secondary markets, the prices were crazy. I think it was over over a grand, over a couple of grand. And now you could... I, I think you saw them, two and a half grand, yeah. I think now you can get them close to a retail. Like it's not, again, it's not too far um yeah. off so i don't think like you said i think they must have released quite um quite a high amount of stock than what people were expecting at the time um but yeah next i think that's a prime example of like just because it's hot in the moment 
the price doesn't necessarily reflect that in the future. So, you know, sometimes just waiting is going to be good. Yeah, and especially with the, how the market's going at the moment, um, I think it's got it's got increasingly harder with everything going on, like cost of living and that for actual to make a lot of money off shoes. So the prices are always going to, at the moment, slowly dip. So I think there's always that um, good opportunity Absolutely. to wait. Uh, but the, the next pair, uh, the Travis Scott dunks. Now, I, I included these because for me... I think these kind of built the dunk height back up because he's released at the time close to, well, close to the same time as the box, so January or tw- early 2020. Yeah. And yeah, then early 2020 were... was brilliant for dunks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like, like I said, when these came out and like you just mentioned as well, dunks weren't really, um, they weren't really big at the time. Like no one was wearing them or anything. And I feel these were kind of one of the one of the pairs that kind of spearheaded the hype to come back up to where we sit now, where everyone's wearing them. Um, as well, I like I like the materials used on these. I thought they were at the time when we first seeing them, thinking ah, it's a bit bit much. But now, looking back at them, like like the bandana and the other materials as well, I think they look crazy. But yeah, what do you think? Yeah. Um, I again at the time I'm much similar to yourself because they were so different to the stuff that Travis had dropped before, like compared to at least the Jordan ones, they were maybe comparable to the, uh, the last air force one he dropped in terms mm-hmm. of just weird materials and strange designs. Um, I was skeptical about, them. I was like, I don't really know if they're all that. Um, at the time I thought that they'd have a similar run to what we later saw the air max one that he did, uh, sort of have. So they'd, be hot in the moment and then all of a sudden people be like that's 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 it um but yeah looking at them now uh i don't know if hype sort of affects it or whatever i i again do really like them i think it was a very well executed shoe um it's got the the tear away material on them as well like that's great um sort of promoting to actually skate in them because people that are going to get them chances are they're not going to do what the shoe is intended for um which is it's strange because shoes that are for skateboarding or basketball often aren't used for either of those, but you wouldn't do the same with football boots. Obviously I know there's Mm -hmm. a difference in terms of how easily wearable they are on the streets, but it's, it's weird that there's that disconnect. Um, So yeah, that they were a very good shoe. But like I said, I'd love to see the, um, uh, a sneaker scene and a football crossover. Cause like you said, you see it in skateboarding and basketball, but it's not really in football. There's not really anything like it at the moment. Absolutely. But, um, going on. Going and you on think the-, the biggest sport in the world absolutely has to have some sort of crossover. So. I think, I guess we've sort of seen it with PSG a little bit, but again, it's nothing. It's not like huge mainstream stuff yeah. yet, but um, the final, final pair. Mm, exactly. Um, Another one that I wish I'd got my hands on and there's no chance of me paying resale for these because they're so expensive is the uh, the Chunky Dunkies. I think these are crazy. The Ben and Jerry ones, like for people who don't know, it's almost got like... They, they were special. It's got like cow um, like fur on the sides with like the Ben and Jerry's clouded background and then like a crazy like melting tick, I think. Oh. And the special box as well, which came in a huge like ice cream tart. Um, everything about them was just amazing. They were executed perfectly in my opinion um especially at the time of release as well being like may 2020 everyone's inside the only thing you have to do is going to be on online pretty much you can't leave the house you can't do none of that so seeing the people that are sort of uh i think it was the owner of Soulbox, a german retail store um actually eating ben and jerry's ice cream Mm -hmm. out of the shoe you know that was it's one of those you look at it and it's like oh it's so silly like why why ruin the shoes like that? But it did what he wanted. It got engagement. It got likes. Um, and yeah, that that friends and family box was ridiculous. Like, it's a shame that they couldn't do that as the retail packaging, like for just the standard pair, because at that point it would be an absolute 10 out of 10. Um, but the the prices that just the box alone adds on to the shoe is is ridiculous. It doubles the price in some cases. Literally. Um I think I heard that skate shops got between two and three of those special boxes and would just randomly assign them to certain pairs. And if you won the raffle in that size, you aren't even guaranteed to get the special box. It might be like the first person to collect gets that box or maybe the last person or something like that. Um, but yeah, that 
that's crazy. Like for a lot of collectors, that is an absolute must. Um, so I know the special boxes they do for almost every pair, if I'm not mistaken. I know the um, concepts like Lobster series always have cool special boxes. Um, and it's a shame they're not part of all of them because as sneakerheads, we don't just look for the shoes. We want the general presentation to be nice. Um, and if every pair has a cool box that also tells the story, like we're going to pay what we have to. So why Nike don't jump on that is is beyond me. But um, yeah, the, the Chunky Donkey was probably, in my opinion, probably the best rainbow box SB that there was in terms of just general engagement with it. There's the design overall and sort of public perception as well. I think that was another pair um, similar to what I said earlier about the Travis fragments that, you know, mums in supermarkets were talking about the ice cream shoes that were coming out. And they wouldn't know anything about them, but they'd know that there's there's something. They look kind of cool, but they're weird. But, well, they're a £1,000 now all of a sudden, so I want them. Um, so, yeah, that's a very, very solid pair. Yeah, 100% agree. 100% agree. Um, well, Finn, thank you very much for your infinite wisdom you provided today and the cool stories you provided. <laughs> that's all that I've got down for today. I don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about. Uh, no, I'm, I'm all good. Thank you, man. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Toebox Podcast. And thanks again to our guest Finn for joining us. The music provided was from Weishwa, which you can find at freemusicarchive.org. And as always, don't forget to follow us for all sneaker news and updates at toebox.uk on Instagram. <laughs>